ट्रेजडी द टाउनशिप इज प्राइमरली ऑक्यूपाइड बाई एम्प्लॉज ऑफ द कंपनी एंड पटेल हू हैज नॉट बिन सीन इन पब्लिक संडेज एक्सीडेंट स्टेज ऑन द सेवेंथ फ्लोर ऑफ वन ऑफ द अपार्टमेंट बिल्डिंग्स वेन ही इज इन टाउन he and his family otherwise spend their time in ahmedabad the other flats are occupied by workers employed by jizuk hai says at palmaliwal a security guard stationed outside the apartment building there's a palpable fear among employees who have gathered in the stilt parking lot of the society to discuss the accident's aftermath we are afraid our children are afraid ever since the bridge collapsed our peaceful lives are suddenly threatened said a woman who refused to reveal her name Orivar group got the contract to maintain the cable bridge in Morbi that collapsed on Sunday leading to the death of 135 people including 48 children Patel 65 had opened the bridge for the public on October 26th the Gujarati New Year Morbi municipality chief Sandeep Singh Jhala said on Sunday that the local body was not informed about the opening The contract was given without inviting any tender. Government lawyer Pancharl informed the court on Wednesday, saying that there was no tendering process and that the same contractor and subcontractor were simply signed on by the corporation. Voting for by-elections to seven assembly constituencies across six states will be held on Thursday, many of which will be a direct contest between the Bharatiya Janata Party and regional parties. The bi-polls will be held for an Eri East seat in Maharashtra, Munugode in Telangana, Gopalganj and Mukama in Bihar, Adampur in Haryana, Golagokarnat in Uttar Pradesh and Amnaga in Odisha. Counting of votes will be done on November 6. The Eri East bi-poll in Mumbai is seen as a mere formality following the withdrawal of the BJP's candidate from the fray last month. Rituj Alatke, the nominee of the Uddhav Thackeray-led Shiv Sena faction, is expected to register a comfortable win. She is pitted against six candidates, including four independents, while the NCP and Congress have supported her candidature. Stakes are high in the Munugode by poll, with all three major parties: the BJP, the ruling Telangana Rashtra Samiti (TRS), and the Congress, contesting. The election was necessitated after Congress MLA Komati Reddy Rajgopal Reddy resigned from the party. He is recontesting, but this time on a BJP ticket and his main rivals are former legislator Kusukuntla Prabhakar Reddy of the TRS and Pulwa Israwanti of the Congress. In Bihar's Gopalganj, BJP's Kusum Devi, whose husband represented the seat until his death, is in direct fight against Mohan Gupta of the Rashtriya Janata Dal. In Mukama, the contest is being seen as proxy fight between two prominent Bhumihar strongmen, Anand Singh and Nalini Rajan Singh. In Haryana's Adampur, the bi-poll was necessitated after former Chief Minister Bhajan Lal's son and sitting legislator Kuldeep Bishnoi resigned and switched sides from the Congress to the BJP. In Golagokarnat constituency in Uttar Pradesh's Lakhimpur Khairi, it's a direct contest between the BJP and the Samajwadi Party. In Orisha's Amnagar, 
the ruling Biju Janata Dal has fielded a bunti das against BJP's Suryabanshi Suraj, son of Bishnu Charan Sethi, whose demise on September 19th necessitated the by-election. External Affairs Minister S. Jijankar on Wednesday cited the example of the abrogation of Article 370 to explain how the politics of the day should not dictate the national interest. Replying to a question at an interaction at IIM Calcutta, Jijankar asked why a temporary provision continued for so long if it was not for the politics of the day. The entire world used the mess in Jammu and Kashmir for 75 years, the foreign minister said. I would agree with you very much that it's important we put the national interest first. Politics of the day should not trump the larger interest of the nation. And clearly, all politicians should have that approach in the first place, he said, adding that it's easy to say but does not always get done. Citing the example of Article 370, he asked, let's be honest. Other than the politics of the day what was the reason for a temporary provision to continue so long? And the fact that we had such a messy issue there, I mean the entire world used it for the last 75 years. And the other is really securing our borders. The politics of the day should not lead our borders to be vulnerable, Jijinkar said. The Narendra Modi government, in 2019, abrogated Article 370 which gave special status to the erstwhile state of Jammu and Kashmir. As the foreign minister answered another question on the absence of a strong opposition in India, Jijinka said, it's not the government's job to create an opposition. The United States announced Wednesday it will seek to oust Iran from the UN's premier global body fighting for gender equality because of its violation of the rights of women and girls and its ongoing crackdown on demonstrators who took to the streets in September after the death of a 22-year-old woman taken into custody by the morality police. Vice President Kamala Harris made the announcement of the U.S. intention to work with other countries to remove Iran from the Commission on the Status of Women, saying no nation that abuses women's rights should play a role in any international or United Nations body charged with protecting these very same rights, she said Iran is unfit to serve on the Commission and its presence discredits the integrity of its work. At an informal meeting of the UN Security Council later Wednesday on the protests in Iran, US Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield added that Iran's membership is an ugly stain on the Commission's credibility and in our view it cannot stand. Established in 1946, the Commission on the Status of Women plays a leading role in promoting women's rights, documenting the reality of women's lives around the world and shaping global standards to empower women and achieve gender equality. The whole world is looking at India with great hope during this turbulent time of global uncertainties because the country's economic fundamentals are robust, its political leadership is strong, its will for reforms is unrelenting and its implementation of welfare schemes is unparalleled in terms of scope, scale and effectiveness. The Union Finance Ministry rightly said in its latest report for September 2022, halfway into FI 2022-23, growth and stability concerns for India are less than that of the world at large. As measured by PMI Composite Index, the economic activity level was higher for India at 56.7 compared to 51 for the world during April-Sept 2022. Retail inflation for India during these six months stood at 7.2%, lower than the world inflation of 8%, as represented by the median inflation of major economies, it said. During the same period, 
the rupee depreciated by 5.4% against the US dollar, less than the depreciation of 8.9% of six major currencies in the DXY index, it said. The six currencies in the DXY basket are Euro, UK Pound, Canadian Dollar, Japanese Yen, Swedish Krona, and Swiss Franc. So, nervousness around depreciation of the rupee by a section of so-called experts, including a former finance minister, is more optics and politics than economics. There is absolutely no doubt that the major countries, including advanced economies are facing major headwinds, initially due to God's will, the COVID-19 pandemic, and later, largely because of them, massive supply chain disruptions because of sanctions against Russia that made food and fuel unaffordable for the poor countries, including some of the developed world. Was a war inevitable or matters could have been diffused is a larger debate, it needs to be examined separately. But, so far the impact of the Ukraine war is concerned, it is devastating for all, particularly the low and middle income countries, but it could affect the Indian economy the least because of its robustness and strong fundamentals. You were listening to the HT Daily News Wrap, a beta production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at HT Smartcast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.